0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. welcome back to the art engage podcast I'm your host Claire of thinking museum and this is episode 108 so this week I'm exploring how we can prepare for the unexpected when we facilitate museum and gallery programs but before that last week I was chatting with my friend and superstar educator gundy van Dyke about heart for art an educational program by the Van Gogh Museum and DHL that offers art education for those with little or limited access. It's an inspiring program with impressive goals. So do go and listen to Gundy in episode 107 if you haven't already. And now that this podcast has over 100 episodes, It's a great resource. You can take your pick from the huge back catalogue of different episodes to brush up on your skills, be inspired and learn new techniques. But delivering a weekly podcast is also quite an undertaking. It takes hours every week to ensure that new podcast episodes are designed, edited and released. So if you want to support the show and keep it going from strength to strength, Please treat me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And please help this podcast to reach more people by leaving a review, sharing with your friends or by sharing, liking and commenting on my social media feeds too. Thank you for all your support since we started. So let's get on with today's show. When was the last time you were facilitating a program and you encountered something unexpected? Maybe a particular group had a unique interest, or someone asked a really thought provoking question that led you to adapt your approach. Moments like these remind us of the value of being prepared for the unexpected. So, what is preparedness? Well, being prepared in our context when we are facilitating programmes with groups in the museum means anticipating and navigating unexpected challenges and opportunities. It's about being ready to adapt, adjust and respond effectively to varying circumstances in order to ensure that our participants have a great experience. Being prepared allows us to build a strong foundation for our programmes, minimises disruptions and maximises connections with our participants and the impact of our content. Now, as museum educators, we operate within a unique environment, one that's constantly changing. We interact with diverse audiences and different groups, each with their own perspectives and interests. Being an educator in a museum can be both rewarding and challenging. And it's crucial to equip ourselves with the right tools and the right mindset to handle unforeseen situations. And unexpected situations can arise at any moment, such as an impromptu discussion, sparked by an object that's not on your planned route, or perhaps a group with unique accessibility needs. That you weren't aware of before they arrived, or even a curious child who wants to know more about a specific exhibit that's completely new to you. Being prepared allows us to embrace these moments rather than be overwhelmed by them. So, why does being prepared matter? Well, when we're well prepared, we are more confident which in turn inspires more trust from our participants. And this trust fosters a more open learning environment. It encourages our participants to get involved, to ask questions and share their insights. Ultimately, our preparedness fosters a cycle of positive interactions and these deepen the learning experience of our participants. So let's talk a little bit about the different ways that we can ensure that we are prepared for the unexpected. And let's start with pre-programme planning. So our ability to prepare for the unexpected begins even before our group walks through the door of the museum. By taking the time to do some thoughtful pre program planning, we lay the groundwork for a successful and enriching museum experience. So, let's talk about walkthroughs. So, firstly, before your group arrives, do you take the time to familiarize yourself with the area of the museum where the program will take place? Do you do this even if You know it really well. Well, I think that a walkthrough pays dividends. So when you're walking the route of your programme that's about to happen, look for all the artworks on your programme. Check that they are where you expect them to be. See how busy the museum is at that moment and look for potential high traffic areas. Now, admittedly, we don't always take the time to do this or we don't always have the time to do it. But I think it can save so much worry later on. I remember vividly a time when I didn't do a walkthrough before a tour and then I discovered to my horror as I was with my group that five of the artworks that I usually worked with had been removed silently overnight. I only discovered this as I was moving the group through the space and it really wasn't a comfortable feeling. I had to think fast on my feet over and over again and it was a bit challenging. So I learned a lot from this experience and after that I've always tried to either a do a quick walkthrough of the space before my program or b If that's not possible due to time commitments or the museum not being open yet, having a plan B. And this means that if a certain artwork or object is no longer there or it's suddenly on loan, I had a backup alternative that would fit in with my theme. Having alternative artworks, objects or activities readily available can help you to feel more confident and prepared. So let's talk about pre-program logistics. So logistics play a crucial role in the success of any museum program. This can be coordinating the group's arrival, the handling of coats, jackets, bags, tickets, And also ensuring smooth departures. So this attention to logistical details really ensures the programme flows smoothly. But maybe you don't have a lot of input as to how the group arrives at the museum and what the entry and security procedures are. It really depends on the size and the type of the museum. But you can control what happens when the group arrives with you. So being prepared with logistical arrangements minimises any potential delays, any distractions, and enables us to focus more fully on facilitating a memorable museum experience. So hopefully there's been clear communication with group leaders or chaperones as part of the pre-program planning. This helps the group to understand the programme, its objectives, the guidelines and logistics and it helps the museum to understand any special considerations for the group. Now you should also use your introduction as the place to communicate information about these things to your group. See episode 44 for the four elements of a good introduction. This clear communication in your introduction allows everyone to align expectations and it allows you to adapt the programme to suit the group's specific needs and their interests. The more you know up front, the more you can prepare. So likewise, find out as much as you can about your group pre-program and also in your introduction. So in advance, before they arrive, hopefully the museum can gather information about their age range, their background, accessibility requirements, interests, prior knowledge. But if this information is not gathered in advance, or you only get a little bit of information, you will need to use your introduction to find this out. Quite often you only hear that perhaps it's an adult group or a student group. You may hear what age they are, if they're students, what year group or grade level, but not much more. And in these cases, you will want to find out in your introduction. Knowing the group's background and any other information allows us to customise the programme to match their abilities, interests and curiosity. And crucially, it helps us to be prepared. And finally, on pre programme preparedness, dealing with delays. So, if a group is delayed, and they frequently are, use that time to try and work out an amended programme that still aligns with the themes and outcomes you have in mind, without it seeming like a compromise due to the reduced time you'll have with your group. So, use that time effectively. To be prepared. So now we're going to look at how to be prepared during your programme. So, first, let's take a look at flexibility in programme design. So, while we plan our programmes with specific learning objectives in mind, Being open to adjusting on the fly is also essential to meet the group's needs and interests. So design your programs in a way that allows for flexibility and adaptability. Create individual components, segments or stops within the program that can be easily adjusted, expanded or shortened depending on the dynamics of the group and their level of interest or engagement. This might mean preparing different discussion prompts, interactive activities or hands-on exercises for each artwork or object so that you have a variety of options that can cater to various interests and learning needs within a group. At each stop you want to be assessing the group's engagement. Note their level of interest and pay attention to their reactions, questions and level of participation. This can help you to identify which parts are particularly resonating with the group. Then, based on what you're observing with the group's response, be prepared to adapt the programme as you go. So if a particular activity or thinking routine or artwork captures their interest, you can delve deeper into it, extending the discussion or activity. On the other hand, if something seems less engaging to your group, you can streamline it or move on to the next topic. So while sticking to the program's objectives is important, don't shy away from embracing more spontaneous learning moments too. If the group shows enthusiasm about a specific topic or artwork or object, take advantage of that curiosity and delve deeper into the subject matter. Be flexible. Also, you want to be designing with your participants in mind. So encourage participant-led exploration of artworks and objects. Allow your participants to voice their questions, interests or observations and be prepared to pivot the program's direction based on their input. This co-creation enhances engagement and makes the experience more meaningful for the group. But what about handling unexpected questions and behavioural challenges? How can we navigate these unforeseen circumstances? So let's start with handling unexpected questions. So, first of all, embrace curiosity. As museum educators, we welcome and encourage questions from our participants. We want to create that culture of questioning where it's not just about the questions we ask, it's also about encouraging our participants to ask us questions. So view unexpected questions as a positive sign of engagement and curiosity rather than something to fear or something that's a test of your knowledge. Curiosity means interest. So embrace these opportunities to spark meaningful discussions and share knowledge. Secondly, when you receive a question that is unexpected or something comes up that is challenging, practice active listening and empathy. Trying to understand the participant's perspective allows you to respond thoughtfully and with care. Also, be honest about limitations. It's okay not to have all the answers. If you encounter a question that you're unsure about, and you will, be honest and let the group know that you'll research the topic further or that you're keen to find the answers out together with the participants. This approach models humility and a commitment to lifelong learning. Also, you can redirect discussions. So if an unexpected question or topic takes your program off track, you can use redirection techniques to bring the discussion back on track. So acknowledge the question's relevance while gently guiding the conversation back towards the theme, mentioning perhaps that it's an intriguing question and that it touches upon the theme that we're exploring at that moment. You could also take the opportunity to find connections between the unexpected question and the core themes that you're meant to be discussing. By doing so, you're creating meaningful links that enrich the learning experience and demonstrate how various aspects of the museum might connect and interact. So what about behavioral challenges? So addressing unexpected behavioural challenges requires tact and patience. In a group setting, behavioural challenges can occasionally arise. These can be disruptions, side conversations or disengagement and they might occur for various reasons. For us as museum educators, it's essential to respond calmly and professionally to maintain a positive and productive environment. So the first thing to think about if a behavioral issue arises, something that needs addressing, is to try and find a private moment to speak with the person. This avoids the singling out of someone in front of the whole group and the subsequent embarrassment and also avoids disrupting the flow of the program. Secondly, When addressing any behavioural challenges, practice active listening and seek to understand the root cause of the behaviour. So perhaps the participant is feeling overwhelmed, perhaps specific needs are not being met, or perhaps they're experiencing personal challenges. Showing empathy can help diffuse tense situations. Try not to jump to conclusions or make assumptions immediately. You can also take this opportunity to remind the group of the guidelines, those guidelines that you discussed as part of your four-part introduction. Remember episode 44. Reinforce the importance of creating a respectful, an inclusive environment where everyone's contributions are appreciated. But if behavioural challenges are persistent or beyond your scope to address, don't hesitate to seek help from others such as teachers, chaperones, museum staff, ground staff, supervisors. They can all offer assistance in managing the situation while still ensuring the program's integrity. Also, we want to talk about creating a respectful environment. So foster a positive, respectful environment where your participants feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and opinions. This open atmosphere encourages constructive discussions, even in the face of differing viewpoints. And you'll want to lead by example. So as a museum educator, you set the tone for the learning environment. Demonstrate respect respect for participants' ideas, perspectives and backgrounds. Treat everyone with dignity, regardless of their age or level of knowledge. And again, I'll mention practising active listening during discussions. It demonstrates that you genuinely value participant contributions, show interest in their insights, their questions, their experiences, and create an open space for open dialogue. You want to facilitate discussions that promote constructive and inclusive conversations. Encourage participants to build on each other's ideas and engage in thoughtful exchanges that deepen their understanding of the artwork, objects and themes. And in the face of differing viewpoints, you want to encourage respectful dialogue rather than confrontation. So acknowledge that diverse perspectives enrich the learning experience and that they provide opportunities for discussion emphasize the importance of respecting and learning from each other's backgrounds and experiences. Finally, let's talk about using past experiences to help us learn how to prepare for the unexpected. So first, let's talk about post-programme reflection. So after each program, take time for personal reflection. Consider what went well during the programme and what could have been enhanced. Reflect on your facilitation techniques, your engagement strategies and the overall flow of the programme. You could also seek input from your peers. So engage with your fellow museum educators and seek their input on your programmes too. They can offer valuable insights and suggestions drawing from their own experiences and expertise and this can help you to feel more prepared in future scenarios. But also take time to celebrate the successes of your programs, acknowledge the positive feedback and recognise the impact you've had on your participants. And it's equally important to implement any improvements, anything that's been suggested by feedback and your own reflections. Continuously refining your programs ensures that you provide the best educational experiences for your audience. So let's bring this all together. So in this episode, we've explored various strategies to enhance our preparedness when we're leading and facilitating programmes with groups in the museum. So we've discussed the importance of pre-programme planning. Being well prepared lays the groundwork for a successful and engaging experience. This might mean understanding the group's demographic and their needs to help us create customised and personalised experiences. We also explored the value of flexibility in program design, building activities that can adapt to the group's engagement and interest. And we've explored how to handle unexpected questions, behavioural challenges, and encourage a respectful environment for good discussions. Lastly, we discussed the value of learning from past experiences and visitor feedback. So embrace the unexpected with curiosity and adaptability. While comprehensive planning is important, the magic of our practice often lies in the unplanned moments, the unexpected questions and the unscripted interactions. Stay open to the surprises and opportunities that arise during your programs and view them as invitations to explore new avenues of learning. Being prepared for the unexpected means being agile and responsive, allowing participants' interests and curiosities to shape the journey. So embrace the unexpected and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.